Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Horse Trailing Stables is a full-service stable offering trail rides in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas, and it's in the town of Three Rivers, which is just outside Sequoia National Park. I'm on like six miles outside of it, and we're happy to have the owner, trail guide, and world champion trainer, Christy Wood, back on Big Blend Radio today to talk about her trail rides, which Nancy and I have been on. Um, It's an amazing experience, and she's also going to tell us about some of the clinics and events happening this spring and summer of 2018, and you can go to her website. When I say Wooden Horse, it's wdnhorse.com, and you'll also find her profile page on nationalparktraveling.com. Just type in Christy or type in Wood on Horse, and you'll find her. So welcome back, Christy. How are you? Well, thank you for asking me to come back. I'm doing great. Hey, you know, we love what you do because I think, you know, Nancy and I have been on different trail rides around, you know, the country. And it's like I'm always worried about what happens when people go on a trail ride and the quality, not not the quality of the horses, but how the horses are handled and taken care of. And who's taking you out? Because, you know, suddenly like you get on a horse and someone's like, hey, yeehaw, let's go galloping through the fields, which <laughs> some people think are it's great. But when we got out to see you, it was great because we actually we hadn't been riding for a while. And um, it was like you made sure that we were com- comfortable and the horse was comfortable with us. And we knew how to ride, you know, a little bit. Even if you're a beginner, you go through some basics and you wouldn't let us out of the gate until everybody was comfortable. So I really appreciate that because I think there's a lot of places you can go on a trail ride and you really do have to watch out for uh, the you know the company you're working with. So we always appreciate having you on the show to be able to talk about the importance of running a good establishment with in regards to horses and people. Well, you know, Lisa, the the bottom line to enjoying a horse is is safety. That's my paramount uh, mm-hmm. word of knowledge is safety. And so if I can instruct you and give you some fundamentals, then you're going to be safe and you're going to have a much happier, enjoyable ride, and you'll have a great partnership with that horse for the hour that we go out. And it's so cool. And you go in the foothills. You took us in the foothills, and you can see the mountains of Sequoia National Park. And so, are there different trails, or do you have like you know, do you choose a different trail according to the season? What happens with that? Because I know when we went with you, we you took us and we saw like ruins and all kinds of cool things. But does it change for season? <laughs> well, it does a little bit because we live in a town called Three Rivers, and that's a good a good uh, name for it because there are three major forks of the Kauia River that flow through this town. Depending on the year, they may flow with uh, increased volume depending on the rain flow and the, and the snow melt. So I do have one trail that crosses the river. I prefer that people have a little more experience in, in handling a horse across the river. Uh, we do have um, three or four foothill trails that are very enjoyable. You can see our valley oaks and our mountain oaks with views of the mountains and um, 
just uh, some really picturesque rolling foothills. We see some wildlife anywhere from uh, mm. fox and and uh, bobcats to coyotes and even deer on the trail from time to time. So uh, a season seasonal is, is important. Um, most of the time we can cross the river and do the foothills, except for the early spring. If the if the runoff is has an increased volume of water, we definitely don't cross the river. Mm. Now, what about wild turkeys? I know you get to see them once in a while. Oh right? yes, I left out the wild turkeys. I apologize; they'll never forgive me, will they? <laughs> there are yes, there are about uh, there are two flocks actually. There's one on either side of the river, and the flocks have anywhere from ten to fifteen hens um, that we see on a regular basis. That is so cool. And so, you know, if you've never been on a horse, you can you can go on a trail ride with you. I mean, where's the where's the balance on on you know people's experience with horses and even age well uh, there's a, there are a few variables for us um uh you know of course i work with my insurance company that's very important to keep people safe and um if you don't have any experience we that's why we spend a little more time in the arena mm-hmm. giving you the fundamentals so you ha- so you have a knowledge of, of what it is like to uh literally guide a horse that's what riding really is, is guiding them. Um, they become a will, willing partner with you as long as you show some uh, capability of guiding them correctly. They'll carry you down that trail, but they really look to you for the guidance of uh, mm. just how fast they need to travel and, and in which direction and things like that. So we will take people out that are that are beginners. Um, we do have a, a weight limit. Uh, we don't want horses. Our horses are not capable of carrying uh, anybody over 200 pounds. That isn't a regular mm-hmm. rider, and and even uh, youth riders, if they're under the age of 12 and they haven't had any riding experience, um, we have a flat river trail that we can take people on, and then we offer a wonderful um, introduction to horses for ages four up to 12, uh, with some uh, grooming and and showing them how we get the horse prepared to ride, plus the instruction in the arena, even some trail obstacles, and they can take their horse through. And then again, we have the flat river trail that keeps everybody pretty much just safe, and they can have an enjoyable ride following the river, not crossing it, Mm -hmm. but um, without going up and down the foothills. So the more experience you have, uh, the more experienced trail I will take you on. Awesome. And, and, you know, when you think about these trail rides, it's something we all think about when you're on a vacation. It's like, oh, you want to go on the beach with horses if you're in Mexico mm-hmm. kind of deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, hey, we're in the Sequoias and the Sierra Nevadas. How cool. Do you ever take people into a park? Is that a no-no with national parks? I don't even know if you can. Like, is that um, a possibility? You, you probably could. We prefer not to because it's such a mm. long drive up there. And in order for us, of yeah. course, to take people into the park, we have to trailer the horses up. Um, and the shortest route going in from the south entrance through three rivers i can only take up a two-horse trailer my big large four-horse mm. trailer that cannot take that route so i would have to yeah, go all no, the way no, down to fresno and then back up again it just isn't feasible for us we enjoy showing people the foothills of three rivers and that's where mm. we like to focus our trail rides well i think this is so important to talk about too because as you know with with what we do with the national parks and gateway communities we're always trying to get people to understand the the parks and the gateway communities and how connected they are and um and to balance out their vacations so that yes go into the park um but also understand the the communities around the parks because there is a strong historic tie there's a natural tie and the people and all these other activities that you can do i think it's so important to balance out and and just get to know people and and do these things like go on a horse ride um out in the foothills because understanding the foothills you know even going with you i got this whole different perspective 
of the park and and the you know how the land the land is and the habitats and the landscape and how everything comes together by being in the foothills on horseback so do you see that if if people have been up into the park and then come down and do a horse ride with you do they get that kind of experience like for me i i just thought it was like a this different perspective of the land well, they certainly enjoy it, and I give them a little history lesson anyway of, of Three Rivers. It has its own unique um, mm-hmm. uh, background and its history. And matter of fact, uh, the street that I live on, North Fork Drive, was the original uh, park roadway. Actually, it was a tra- stagecoach, I should say. It was a stagecoach trail was the North mm-hmm. Fork Drive. And people could leave Visalia, take two weeks to go up into the park, and it took them two weeks by stagecoach. So there is wow. some historic value to the street that I live on. And, uh, of course, Three Rivers has a wonderful museum as well. So so when mm. you leave the park, you can find out how, how people discovered things in the park. And, of course, the route was through Three Rivers, the gateway community here. And our community does survive on tourism. Um, it's such a small community, and, and living this close to the park entrance, that's what keeps this town alive. And it's really cool. And, and go, you know, everybody, I want to say go all seasons because there's something to do all seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall. I know a lot of people come out in the summer, but spring and fall are amazing. And winter, I mean, there's just this peacefulness in winter. So I encourage people to not always go in, in the peak season if, if you can. I mean, I know everyone's, uh, you know, career and job may change that in schools and whatever, but mm-hmm. um you know, if you can go in the fall, I think I think when we hung out with you, it was in the fall. And I remember because of the fall colors and, and you get that different, you know, another perspective, right? So, right. I, I, yeah, so do you do horse horse rides all like all year long or what I am I am full-time year-round. And so that's what's wonderful about being in the foothills is I'm not dictated by the uh, mm. severe weather that can be up higher at the higher elevations in the park. There are a few pack stations deep, deep, deep into, in Sequoia National Park, and they're almost three hours to get to. So, And they are strictly seasonal. They don't open until after May, for, uh, May 31st and, end at, and close around September 1st. So we are year-round. Mm. So people and, can and enjoy. I they... Go ahead. No, that's okay. I was going to say people can enjoy horseback riding with us year-round. I love that. I love that. And that's that part of the balance because I think it's lighter on the park, the footprint, you know, that we put in oh, yes. as, as the visitors to try and balance mm-hmm. it out a little bit. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is I know that you, you are a world champion trainer. Uh, you also exhibit in jumping and trail, and you have students that are world champions, too, that are part of your show team. You're yes. a winner in extreme trail obstacle challenges. Uh, you're a show judge uh, with seven breed associations, and I just want to brag, okay, because we we've hung out <laughs> well, with go you. go ahead. You've been, on, you've been on our party shows, and you've been on the show talking about your epic uh, Chief Joseph trail ride that takes 13 years to do the entire trail, and now you're on it again. But you're yep. also an author of your best horse show, A Guide for Managers and Exhibitors, and also the children's book, Ranger, The Little Horse with a Big Heart. And all those books, or the two books are up on Amazon, uh, so go check them out. Um, and, of course, go to uh, also Christie's website again, which is wdnhorse.com. What got you into the world of horse? Because I know as a kid, man, I was, I, you know, I was all into, you know, Black Beauty and, you know, horses. I, my walls were just nothing but horses on the walls. Every calendar with horses was torn up and pasted up there. And, That's you know, right. And we had horses when I was a child, and it was like, 
they were like the life. And, you know, horse poop smells like gold when you're into horses. <laughs> it sure does. You don't care about horse pee, you know, no matter how strong it is, you like it. <laughs> it's, it's an addiction, but it's a good addiction. And um, Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Uh, there was, it was at uh, Winston Churchill, I think, that said the best thing. Or was it Ronald Reagan? Gee whiz, I can't remember. But he said the best thing for the inside of man is the outside of a horse. And that's the way I feel about that. It's, uh, I've had a connection since I was a very young little girl. And matter of fact, my mother and father said my first word was horsey. I was just, just enthralled with them and just um, madly in love with them. And, and no one in our family really had any history or background. And, um, you know, if you, it depends on how some people believe, but I really believe that God said he needed a horse trainer in, in my area of where I was going to be working and living. And he gave me the talent. I don't know how else to explain it, but there's... It's it's a talent and it's a love and it's all combined together to be able to to be able to communicate with a horse and partnership with one, and you both give 110 percent, and it's just it's a fabulous communication. And then being able to take those feelings and that ability and put it into words and try to help other people and train other people so they can experience that as well. You know, it, it's to me it, it's people getting around a horse because there's a fear element too. Some people are scared, um, but then there's also that element of horses being part of therapy for people too. I've seen a lot of, Oh yes. Um, yes. yeah, it's like this communication with animals. I think we need that. And well, the animal has a this, sixth sense. Uh, they, they, they live yeah. in a world that, that is all about senses and, um, and what mother nature has given them to survive and communicate as well within themselves and other species, mm-hmm. and it's it's fabulous to be able to learn each other's language. So, see, you have to have enough patience to observe the horse and understand how they communicate with each other, how they uh, how they observe their world, and then be able to form a language between the two of you so that they can understand. And if you have enough patience and, and aren't in a hurry to train a horse and, and to push them beyond where you think, you know, try to put the round peg in the square hole kind of thing, you're going to have an amazing result. You're going to have success mm. with your horse if you have enough patience to give them a chance to learn the language. And they, yeah, and and you both have to learn each other too. Now you could look at your horse and know what your horse is thinking, right? You, you, I mean, you can sit and look and you just you get it, right? When when you start to know your horse, you can look in their face and you know you can see this is what's going on. There's that that communication where you know, like Nancy and I, as you know, Nancy and I, I mean. Yes. I could be two rooms down from her, and I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could, she could look at me across the room, and oh, I know what's great. going on. And that's the yeah. same thing with, with when you have the connection with, with your, your animals in your world, right. you know, whether it's a dog or a cat or horse. Mm-hmm. When you start to know each other, you know each other, and there's, you don't need to say anything, actually, at, half the time, right? Different well, that's because that's because you've observed each other, you've lived with each other, you're you're interested in what the, uh, the in actually interested in the welfare of the other person, and you find common bonds um, and common things that that you enjoy, and that's why you're able to know each other so well. And your horse can be that way with you as well. 
I, I want to touch back to the trail rides because, again, I, I, Nancy and I both were so, can I be honest, completely relieved. Oh, please. Um, I mean, when, when we came out and, and Leah Lonnie over at Three Rivers B&B, yes. um, mm-hmm. she was like, well, we've got to, you got to go meet Christy and do this when we'd first come out of the Sequoias and started covering the area. And we were like, okay, you know, we're, we're really nervous about uh. horse trail rides because mm-hmm. you don't know, like how you, I, you understand the industry. Right. And so we were yes. nervous and I just, we were so relieved. We were giddy. Like at the end, like super giddy. And when you put us out in the ring and you're like, okay, you guys have to all be comfortable. And we're like, good, because it's been a while. But like, oh, my God, you actually care about the horse. You care about the people, the safety, like you're talking about that communication mm-hmm. and how to do it without, you know, hey, let's just get on a horse and go giddy up and go crazy and be city slickers in the forest. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't think we've been on a trail ride like what you've done. Um, and what you do, it, and it was like both of us felt like, oh my gosh, okay, we're going to rethink our attitudes. And and I, when when you meet someone who re- makes you rethink, I think it's always important in life because you can knock something off the list just because of a bad experience. Right. And right. we've seen more than one bad experience and and been through it. And. Mm. I just was like, this is so cool, and I get to hang out with horses, and you're cool. <laughs> you're a cool person. You know the, the area, the land, and the trees, mm-hmm. and the bugs, and the birds, and everything. Yep. But at the same time, once we got through that, and we're actually on the trail, and, and comfortable, and starting to understand the horse's personalities, who wants to do what on the trail, who wants to be at the beginning or at the end, mm-hmm. you know, or keep doing that, you know, mm-hmm. then... What got to me was, you know, because I'm a big into hiking and walking and, and into that. But the other thing was this was a different experience because you're also experiencing it through an animal that has been walking through, you know, the natural world for gazillions of years. Mm-hmm. So it becomes this whole other experience than if you're walking. I always thought that that is like the key thing. You're walking, you're it. But now it's a little different because you can feel the horse's senses when you're going right. through an area right well see i wanted I, I care about you so i wanted you to have a good pleasant and happy experience and then i also care about my horses so if i can train you to communicate and mm. understand how they're going to move you're going to have a better partnership with them then my horses will be happy being out on the trail with you and there won't be any you know imperfections or impasses that you can't handle together that's what i want is i want you to enjoy it as much as i do and as much as my horse does mm. Because they do like to get out, you know. Yes, they, they want to go out. In the, they want to go out into nature too. And if everybody's well behaved, then it's a good time. You know, <laughs> that's the right. Are being good, <laughs> then they're going to have a good time, and they're going to yeah, it's going to be cool. So the other thing too is you teach, and that's I think so cool as well. I think yes, you do trail rides, but um, I know in spring you've got a, and actually have a whole list going all the way through uh, June, July of different events that you have. So. I just want to say that's another reason to go to Three Rivers. I mean, do people come out to go to clinics and then go, wow, I didn't know Three Rivers was here? Is that Does that happen? Well, most of the time they, they come to my clinics because they want to um, to learn or the horse camps they want to yeah. learn. And then they then when they come here, um, uh, most of the time, especially with horse camp, with it, with it being four days long, people will rent an RV or come up and find a, an Airbnb and stay for four days, really enjoy Three Rivers, enjoy the park and all the things that we have to offer, offer Excuse me, plus mm-hmm. the horse camp. 
and the clinic. So uh, it's it's kind of a it's a win win situation for everybody. What a cool way for a family to come out in you know and do things. I actually saw a Facebook post. Um, I was going to say about a week ago or something that you did a clinic and some lady was raving about it and was like, this is the best weekend ever. You know, and I was like, I remember as a kid going to like horse camp and, and it's like this whole new thing and you're in this new environment and it can be something mm-hmm. with your family involved or not, you know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of neat, you know, so if yeah. the kids come with you, but um, with your, with your camps, I was looking at the first one coming up this year, March 26th through 29th, 2018. Uh, you have spring horse camp, and you say ages 7 to 77. Um, this is an introduction to horses, so uh, tell us about that. I mean, right. it's kind of, it's it's kind of unique when you, put the, when you put the age limit on there because people yeah. are going, oh, my gosh, really? I said, yes, because we've had grandmothers take it with their grandsons. We've had uh, a grandmother that always wanted to learn about horses, so she took the camp with her grandson, and believe it or not, she was riding a horse every day. Uh, we've had mothers and dads take it with their children, and so that's why I opened it up because when you're on on the you're on an even plane as far as I'm concerned. When you're you've never been around horses before, and it's the very first time. So this 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 horse camp is designed as an introduction to horses for beginners. And most of the beginners can be anywhere from the age of 7 up to 77. We, we actually had uh, a three elder, uh, elderly ladies, I shouldn't say that, but we had three ladies in their 70s that always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon and ride the mules down into the canyon. And they were smart enough to know, we have never ridden before, we have no idea what it's about, let's go to Christy and take some lessons or take her horse camp. And they came and took the horse camp, and it was the greatest experience they gained a ton of knowledge, and they had more fun on that pack trip down into the Grand Canyon because they were prepared for it. And that's something I know that what you do with the Chief Joseph Trail, I mean, this is epic. Like, okay, so I want to get into that a little later, but you do these big trails, and so that's something that if you have a little confidence, then you can actually enjoy it and you can be part of the actual experience instead of like, you know, I'm so scared I'm going to barf. You know, you don't want that experience. But I want to go back to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, because yes, I know. Because picks it up and then it goes through. Everybody feels it. Right. You know, if someone's nervous in a room, you feel it. And well, if you're nervous around horses, everybody feels it and so does the horse. <laughs> right. Well, here's, an, here's a simple statement. Knowledge is power in anything that you do. You know, so I've never snow skied before, so I don't want to head up to the top of a mountain and someone gives me all the equipment. They say, all right, we'll see you down at the bottom. And I'm going, that, that's, that's my bar situation right there. I don't want to go know. skiing <laughs> if I don't know how to do it. I want to take instruction, and I, I'm that kind of person that likes to know ahead of time what to expect and how I can kind of channel different things that are going to happen and what happens if this happens, and I want to be prepared. I've just always been a, a person that's been prepared. When you go to show horses and compete, we just don't walk out in the show arena and try to show a horse. You prepare months, years in advance. It's kind of like the, a, a sub-Olympics in the sense when you go to compete and show horses. We want to be prepared mm-hmm. because obviously we want to win. So you want to be on the top of your game. You need more knowledge. So you seek out somebody that can train you for that. Um, the same thing with these horse camps that I do or the riding lessons I do every week or the ladies group that I have that meets once a month and, and the trail rides. I mean, we need to get our horses prepared for the extreme trail rides that I do, like the Chief Joseph trail ride. 
Mm. And, and I know that you also, okay, so let me just back up here, everyone. So there's a summer horse camp, and that's June 25th through 28th, 2018, and then the spring horse camp, March 26th through 29th, both 2018. As, since yes. we're a podcast, I always make sure the year is out there uh, okay. so people don't show up in 2020 going, wait, <laughs> the date. Well, we'll still be doing it in 2020. <laughs> that's okay, but the dates might change a little. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I know. You're never going to stop. You're like the ever. No, I never you am. Know, bunny, but, you know, on a horse. Uh, but it, so those are the two clinics coming up. Um, and well, those are horse camps. Let's, let's use a, yeah. Those camps. are horse camps. Yeah. There's there's one clinic that I do once a year. That's in April, and that's a membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you, and nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. A, a trail challenge clinic. And what that is, is that's a lot of fun. That's for people to come pretty much with their own horse so that they can get, become a little more skillful in working their horse over unusual obstacles. Sometimes you say extreme, but these are going to be unusual because there's a lot of different uh, trail competitions that people can go do nowadays and have a lot of fun without uh, being on the A circuit, which means the highest ranking horse show circuit. These are a little bit uh, a little bit below that. And just for people to go have fun, you don't need any special equipment or attire. You just work your horse over different obstacles. So what it is, it's a challenge to, to them uh, to the riders to learn how to be a better partner with their horse and, and, manip- and going through this different course of obstacles that I set up. I have three arenas going at one time, and it's just a lot of fun. You can come and audit that clinic without being on a horse. You can come, come and observe, ask questions, and, of course, you, your, your lunch is included and everything else that we do in our clinics. We have raffles, and we have a wonderful silent auction. I heard the um, food is good. That's the other thing I saw on that Facebook post, that the food is good. <laughs> Yes. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm coming back mm-hmm. to one of that, you know, like after yeah. that. But so this is the Trail Horse Challenge Clinic, everyone, April 21, 2018. I was just looking on your on your site on this. Um, the other thing, too, um, the Trail Horse Challenge, you know, you know about being on the trail and anything can happen. And mm-hmm. I want to touch on this. And then we've got a couple of events that you're doing that I think are amazing for the Wounded Warrior Project we'll touch on. But um, the okay. Chief Joseph Trail Ride, you were on our show I think we've talked about maybe once or twice now, right, about the Chief Joseph Trail Ride because it does go through national park territory, but it brings a lot of Native American heritage, uh, U.S. military heritage into it, and also the landscape. And so this trail that you do takes 13 years, and you do one piece every year. So it's like a progressive trail. And um, so tell everybody who Chief Joseph is because I know you're going to be doing this in the summer, and we're going to follow up on, on part two Part two of your second time doing this. <laughs> Part two will be after the trail ride. Yeah, here for the summer. Yeah. Well, Chief Chief Joseph was uh, a a peaceful chief. He was actually a chief of the Nez Perce Indian tribe that was uh, based out of Wallowa, Oregon. And um, of course, back in 1877, um, you know, the, the, they discovered gold out west, and more white settlers were coming out wanting to settle. The American West, and unfortunately, they kind of infringed on a lot of Indian territory. And as we all know, our history of of uh, the cavalry and the military trying to take the land from the Indians, basically, and putting them on a smaller piece of like a reservation, and and um, changing their ways. 
So uh, Chief Joseph actually decided that he'd rather live in freedom than live under white man's rule, and he took uh, um, 900 people and 2,000 of his Appaloosa horses. And by the way, he was the they were the tribe, the Nez Perce Indians were the tribe that developed the Appaloosa breed. And when I say developed, they actually were the first Indian tribe to geld inferior stallions because they knew good conformation and good-minded horses, and that's what they wanted to, to um, sort of um, yeah. enhance with their selective breeding. But anyhow, they, uh, they eluded the cavalry for 1,300 miles. The chase was on. The cavalry chased them because they wanted to get them back onto the reservation back in, in Oregon. And uh, Chief Joseph mm-hmm. and his band of Indians and men and women and old folks uh, eluded the cavalry for 1,300 miles, and um, they ended up 40 miles below the Canadian border being captured. They were on their way to Canada to find sanctuary, and, and unfortunately they didn't make it all the way. But this is a historic trail that we follow, and um, it takes 13 years to complete the ride. We ride 100 miles every year, like you said. Uh, with a progressive ride, we move camp every night. But we ride through the, over the Nez Perce Historic Trail, and over some private lands that people uh, definitely open up their land and, and their arms to us to let the historic ride come through once every 13 years. And, uh, you know, I have a saying, you can get in a car and go see what man has made, but you've got to be on the back of the horse to see what God has made. And we cross some amazing country um, that you'll never see any other way except on the back of, I have to specifically say, an Appaloosa horse because you have to ride a registered Appaloosa on this ride. Mm. That's how we honor the Nez Perce Indian and the Appaloosa horse. So when you do this ride, do you have to stick it out the entire 13 years? Or you could, like if I said, hey, I got an Appaloosa, I found one somewhere. <laughs> Can I jump in on the third leg or come visit you on the second leg of, of your second, you know, complete trail ride? Exactly. Um, you know, that, Yes, there's no there's no rules that say you have to start year one. Except that's just me. I'm that's how organized I am. Yeah, I'm, 13, I'm like 14 years ago, I like, wanted to start at year one and go all the way through to the 13. I want to do the whole I, thing. You, you yeah, yeah, and I did. I did that all on the same horse. My wonderful horse named Dollar. She carried me Dollar. over those 1,300 miles. What a fabulous horse, and she's still with me today. But the ride started over again uh, last year for the fifth rotation of the um, 1,300 miles, and it started over last year, and now I am riding her half-brother. His name is Buckley, and he's carrying me now on the next 13 years. Wow. And and you help people, too, with this trail ride, don't you? Like with horses Well, I do. I, I actually horses. lease one horse a year. I have a wonderful, fabulous trail horse. Matter of fact, I think you or your mom rode Cowboy when you were here. That's right. I remember Cowboy. Yes, yeah. well, Cowboy goes on the Chief Joe ride every year with me. I usually lease him to somebody that needs him out. There are some horses that are available for lease because you have to ride a registered Appaloosa. But you don't have to start. You can start any year you like. You can hit and miss a couple of years. It's just up to you. If you accumulate, whenever you accumulate your 13, they actually give you an award for finishing the 13 years. That might take you 15 or 16 if something comes up and mm. you can't make it one year or something like that. And um, um, It's I, just a I great ride. I want to like I know Nancy and I. We've talked with you for a number of years about like we want to we want to go meet you guys on camp and kind of follow it a little bit. And one day it will happen. I mean, we have 417 national park units in our country oh to explore, and we're, we're we've just we've got to that point of oh, let's do it all in five years. But just to zoom in and zoom out, then you miss the stories like your story. You know what I mean? That's right. And mm-hmm. so for mm-hmm. us, it's like, so this is what we're doing for the rest of our lives. <laughs> you just do it as you can. You know, just do everything you can. You can't rush it. You can't rush no. 
a good you know. ride. Just saying, it's the true right. thing. You know, it's. it's mm-hmm. uh, I think what you're doing is amazing, and you bring this experience to people. Because, do you get people that come in that have always wanted a trail ride, like the, the, the ladies you're talking about, the wise ladies um, that have you know been around for a few years that know everything. You know, they come in and maybe, and this is something actually I've seen of people going into national parks that they've never had the opportunity, and, and they hit their. 60s or 70s and they're like I'm retired now I can go to a national park and they may never have hiked before seen Mm -hmm. a sequoia tree Um, Mm -hmm. Nancy and I were in Mount Rainier National Park and we were doing we were getting ready to hike with all these really young hikers that were like super fit and then (laughs) some of the adults and Nancy and I you know hung out at the back but we watched this lady and it's still never this has never left Nancy and I Um, this I wish I photographed her and talked to her um, but we had the whippers never. <laughs> this lady was, I'm going to say in her 90s, but looked wow. with it. And she was on, had walking sticks and was taking, like, obviously um, a big deal for her. And it was the oh. wildflower season was incredible. And she had, like, oh. a grandson or son with her. And she had to do literally one step at a time. So she had obviously come out of a walking thing or a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And her face of joy, of complete awe of the nature, the wildflowers and seeing the views. And we were at the very beginning of the trail. But the fact that she was, it felt like this was something, like I, I just wanted to sit there. And this thing of her probably wanting to do this, either returning to do it, or she's always wanted to, and well, maybe it. she did that in her youth. She wanted to come back and enjoy it again. Exactly, it's, there was that yeah. one step at a time, and each step took something. I thought, God, that's actually a really important lesson for us all, right? Well, and people so get driven. About, yes, yeah. they get driven for this. It's this is this becomes a part of you. This this ride. Uh, it, there's so much about this ride. The his, there's the history. There's the there's the history of the breed. There's the history of the people. And once you get on this ride, in modern day people, basically everybody that's on this ride, every year I get, I look forward to seeing them. It's like my own tribe. It's my own family reunion. I love these people, and I mm. love riding my horse through this, this over this terrain again. And even seeing it now for a second time, I'm, I'm picking up different things I didn't see the first time. I'm driven to be there every year. It just draws me there. I just, um, I love the history. Yeah, I love the Native Americans. We actually have Nez Pierce and Sioux Indians that ride with us. And, and to have them share their culture with us and to share their heritage. This is their history as well. This is a what very a, poignant. A yeah, this is a very poignant ride because it's very emotional. It's it's a healing ride mm-hmm. for them because they lost their ancestors on this ride as well. So we share in that pain with them, and then they're rejoicing that people still care enough to want to relive this and re, and and do this ride continually. Mm, I love this. And so, and the other part, like, okay, going, okay, real quick, where's your next part of the trail so everyone knows? And, and you're, we're going to have you back on the show this year. We're going to continue this story. We can't let this story drop. <laughs> All right. Sounds good now. to me. So well, you've, you've got it under our skin now, you know. Good, so. good. I hope so. Well, we're going to talk a little more about yeah. that in, in detail, Lisa, about getting you on the ride. There's a way we can, we'll get you there and get you through it and, and have you experience it. But the ride, the ride uh, starts in in Tolo Lake, um, Idaho, this year. It's the second leg. So it's uh, in Tolo Lake is about, I'm going to say, five miles south of Grangeville, Idaho. And this uh, this particular leg, if anybody goes and looks at the Nez Perce Trail 
and, and follows that, they'll see a loop very shortly after the start of the trail, and that's what this is. This is a loop that they did to try to confuse the cavalry. They actually, the Indians were smart enough to know how they called it milling, milling their horses. They would send their 2,000 horses off in one direction and then send the people another direction. So the cavalry would follow the horses and not necessarily the people. And so they did this loop this year, to, like the year that's coming up this year, to confuse the cavalry, and it, and it worked. It, it bought them more time. So they were very, uh, very good strategists, actually. Hmm. And, and so now that's that's what's happening, and, and we'll catch up with you after your tri- your 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 trip uh, this summer. But um, at the same time, you never know if we if we can fit another road trip in and come see you uh, for that first night and and something. But um, okay. so we'll we'll keep up with this this year, everyone. So stay tuned for that in summer. Like you'll probably hear it from August or September. We'll follow up on this because I know this is you know July when you go out. Um, yes. But I wanted to say, going back to the lady that we saw in Mount Rainier and the people that go back on this trail ride, when mm-hmm. you see someone come in to see you in Three Rivers to go on a trail ride, do you see a lot of people that have always wanted to be on a horse that have that are scared, number one, but have always wanted to, and now they're at that stage of their life, no matter what age they are, like maybe in the 60s or 70s, it says, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm finally going to do this, no matter how. Because there's a fear element. It's the unknown, you know. Well, sure there is. I, I think over 50% of the people that come and do a trail ride with me have never been on a horse before. There's there's a romance oh. I think that draws people to horses. I think I think Hollywood has a lot to do with it. They make it look very easy when they see a western and people are riding, and everybody just wants to give that a try. And so a lot of people don't understand really what's involved. Um, it's one thing to sit on a horse, yeah, but you you're also now sitting on a <laughs> but you're sitting on a moving <laughs> you object. You get there, you're like you're not getting on there and going yeehaw. There's none of that. <laughs> oh no, and and so yes, and and you have to have a calmness about you. That's why we give you the instruction to to create that calmness because the knowledge needs to be there so that you can guide that horse down the trail. This is this is not just like sitting out uh, out in front of Kmart on the little horse that you put a quarter in and he gallops in place for 20 minutes. I mean, we're really dealing with up and down hills, crossing water, uh, a horse that has choices to make. And these horses are very well trained, and their choice is to listen to the person sitting in the saddle. So we need to give you enough knowledge and fundamentals to get you into that position so that you can guide that horse. And then you really won't have any fear. You're going to understand how it all works, and, and you'll have a pleasant ride. Right on, right on. And you will. I mean, it's beautiful. And just having that connection and understanding and that you got to smell the horse, man. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I love that. So, everyone, again, okay, so the horse camps, March 26th through 29th, and then at June 25th through 28th, and then the Trail Horse Challenge Clinic is April 21st. But yes. you also have these fundraisers that you are doing for the Wounded Warrior Project, which hats off to you because, you know, this is such an incredible program. Um and we need to do everything we can for our folks coming back home who have served. You bet. And you bet. Um, yeah, the first one is April 12th through 15th. You have a fundraiser, but it's a yard sale. So, like, tell us yes, about that. Yes, we have we have one of the largest yard sales probably in Tulare County, and we've had it for that same weekend. It's always the second weekend of April. There's a big jazz affair that goes on in Three Rivers. It's a Dixieland mm. jazz. Um, uh, awesome. kind of a concert. And so we try to connect everything together, but we do this huge yard sale. We get amazing donations from people that are closing down antique stores and they know what we're doing. So they donate all of their really wonderful items to us. And, and uh, the, the reason we did this is, is basically I did this started in 2014. I wanted to thank 
our military men that are coming back, men and women that are coming back, and that have given their life or a limb for our, our safety. And the young people that ride with me, that take riding lessons, I really wanted to instill in the young people how much they needed to be thankful that they have the freedom to come here and ride a horse every day. And the young people today, yeah. don't, I think, don't really understand that. And I said, we're going to pick a charity, and this is what our goal is going to be. And so what our goal has been is to raise, our goal is to raise $15,000 for an all-terrain wheelchair and give that to a veteran and change his life and then stay involved with his life the rest of his life. Thank him. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to raise $15,000. I've started this since 2014. As of now, I have $6,500 raised, and we've done this just from yard sales. We do a car wash in July, and then actually during the trail challenge clinic that I have, I do a silent auction at the end of that clinic, and all that money goes to Wounded Warriors. So we just are picking away at it. We're doing the best we can to raise that money, and we're going to be real excited. We're going to see it happen uh, eventually, get that 15000 and be able to change a veteran's yeah. life. And it's, thank him. You know, and, and I think it's so important when – individuals like you, yourself going out there and doing these kinds of events or just saying, I'm going to do this. I don't have to be the nonprofit. I'm just going to go and do it. I think we actually need some individual goodness like that, more of that. And people can get on board, whether it's like, here, I'm donating this, I'm doing that. Oh, get my car washed. Like Now I feel like uh, July 7th, everybody's a car wash. Go to Three Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what Nancy and I will do. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get up there on July 7th and get our car washed. Because right. the car always needs washing because we're always sure. on the dirt road somewhere. Car right. needs to get washed. And then we'll go, we'll go meet you on the trail up in Idaho. There you I go. A good time, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but I think it's, it's all those little steps that happen and I think and I'm really glad we're talking about this because it's the magic that happens in communities that often people don't see it's always put into this is the community section but I mm-hmm. think it is a showcase of what Three Rivers is and you're representing your town and, and the people in your community and the greater community of Tulare County not just Three Rivers mm-hmm. by doing this and Three Rivers you have here appreciation days uh, that go uh, oh yes that, you know, January yeah. through March and then it culminates in March with the bathtub race, which is super right. cool. Everyone has to check that out. So I think mm-hmm. it's, it just shows what a great community Three Rivers is. You know, a lot of people would never think, here's the artsy community outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a complete art community. <laughs> and mm-hmm. people like a farming, organic farming community and horse riding community, nature community. And then, hey, we care about first responders, those who are still serving, and right. those who have come home. I mean, it's, right. that just shows like a a broad picture where you can't bullet point it into, no pun intended, uh, into yeah. like you're this political person or that. It's like, no, we care, period. Yes, yes. I, I was very, I'm just going to share with you real quick. It was very poignant for me. Um, uh, a year ago, my, my dad passed away. Uh, he had a wonderful life. He was 95 years old. His name was Lou Seberger. And uh, at his funeral, the um, – I'm going to try to get through this without being choked up. But the um, military people came out and gave me his flag. I tell you what, that is an emotional experience, and it's such a proud moment. And I have that in my living room every single day. And I look at that, and my husband has served in the military, my brother served in the military, and my dad was in World War II. And I want to just give back. The the way to give back is to help a veteran that mm. um, gave more gave i mean i mean a lot of them give their lives yes but here's some people have come back and they have a life but their life isn't 100 percent anymore but they've done that for us and i just i just yeah. there's my heart my heart is with the wounded warrior project 
and we're our goal is is on the wheelchair. They say you keep your eye on the ball, or our eyes on the wheelchair, <laughs> yeah. and that's what we're no, going to make happen. It. I love it. I love <laughs> it. And and you know what 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 I think is so big picture about you is that you're looking at the Wounded Warrior Project, and then you look at what the U.S. Cavalry did to Chief Joseph and his tribe, yes. and it's like you're yeah. you're open about mm-hmm. what you know. It's like you look at history and today and it's like, Hey, this is what happened in the past. This is what's happening now. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, I salute you for getting people outside and touching the dirt because, number one, you're never going to get on a horse and think that you're going to be all Prada style. Get over it. And <laughs> and I think I'm just saying, yeah. get over it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you can, I suppose. But, um, you know, you're gonna, you you got to do some laundry. But it, to me, it, there's this thing that happens where, like I talk about the smell of horse mm-hmm. and there is, it's like people get addicted to the new car smell. Who cares about that? The smell of yeah. horse is far better. And yes. we need to have those natural smells more in the world. And I think that people need to have that. We've become these little boxed-in creatures with attachments, um, and our thumbs are just working that. Instead oh, that's of right. They're attaching all those little devices, and, and people aren't going outside yeah. and, and seeing the real world. They're looking at a screen most of the time, and they don't interact with people. And they certainly, um, uh, unfortunately, the electronic age has brought us to a point of where people want instant gratification. And so a lot of people aren't willing to work and invest the time that it takes to be a good equestrian. And, mm-hmm. and have a partnership with a horse. It's all instant gratification, and so oh, it, it I love that happen. the partnership. I yeah. love that you say the partnership. And and you're getting outside. You're touching the dirt. And once you start experiencing dirt, and outdoors, and that vulnerability, and you have to conquer mm-hmm. the vulnerability through the partnership with the horse, then you're actually going to understand even more about those who have served and have to go into these different situations all the time. You know, I'm not. You, you know what I mean? It's like right. I think right. that. You've come full circle in what you're doing. It's amazing, and you've you've got a you've got a challenge on for people. So I love that. I always love a good challenge. Yeah. <laughs> right on to you, Christy. Well, thank thank you. you so so much. Number one, how you're running your operation of horses and people connecting, having a partnership, understanding each other, safety first. Love that, and uh, also um, just giving people an opportunity to see the sequoias in a different way what you're doing with the Chief Joseph Trail Ride. We can't wait to follow up with you after your next trip, your second uh, leg of the second entire 13-year journey that you're doing. Yes, you for know. me, second year, 15th, the 15th yeah. uh, time, or excuse me, the fifth time for the, the ride itself. It's going wow. into its 54th year, I think, of, of existing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to do some stuff. I, I know, you know, we're going to, we're going to look at and create some special shows on it too, because I think um, we want to talk to the park service and also uh, the Appaloosa horse club um, that, you know, is all part of this and the museum that you were telling me about earlier. Uh, so we're going to do some special segments on that everybody Good. this year, 2018 through 19 and however we can do it, we're going to do it because great. Christy challenged me. That's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I care about it. But thank all right, you Lisa. Again. I know, right? Everybody, yes. WDNHorse.com, of course, stands for Wooden Horse, uh, so check that out, uh, WDNHorse.com. Also, we have all the events. We're going to be listing them on NationalParkTraveling.com. You can see that. Just type in Christy and Horse, and you'll find her. And also, again, you know, it's right outside Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks, so and you're traveling out there. Go for a trail ride. It will change your life. It's awesome. So thank you so much, Christy. 
Thank you, Lisa. I love chatting with you, and God bless you, and, and we'll talk again. Back at you, lady. You take care and go, go like, pet a horse for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go kiss one. How about that? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Take care. Bye-bye.